Shannon. And I'm Rami. And this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help us all expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. I'm still getting comfortable doing these intros, Shannon. (laughs) I just, I don't feel great about them. I, every time, every week we come to record these and I'm still trying to build up my confidence because we've only done this now 152 times. times. So I'm still trying to build my confidence in, in this new intro world. So what are we talking about this week, Shannon? Right. We are talking about that exact thing. This was an Instagram listener submitted question. How do I build my confidence when transitioning to something new? I think the question could also just be, how do I build my confidence? Full stop. So I'm just going to start with the fun fact. I actually hate the pursuit of confidence. It's taken me like I I was in pursuit of this, too, for a very long time. And I would say sometime in the last five years, I've just realized, like, God, this is like a really sad joke that we keep playing to keep pursuing this thing. Here's why I hate it. I think it's an output. It's not a thing that we can just do or be more of in and of itself. In fact, when we encourage people to just be more confident, that's encouraging a lot of like fake it till you make it energy, which I think can be Mm -hmm. very problematic in like other ways to workplace cultures or just to like people as individuals. So I hate it. And it's probably on 90% of the coaching plans that I work with clients on, right? I don't tell clients that I hate it, but I try to steer into a different direction of like, here is what maybe we could focus on instead of confidence. We can call confidence the output, but there are different things that I think go into that. Can I ask you a question here? Yes. What if I'm a in an industry where confidence is the only respectable trait of a human being? Give an example. Like, I don't know, if I'm an investment banker or something. An attorney. Or yeah. an attorney. An attorney comes to mind because it's like, like your confidence is make or break. I notice myself feeling really sad for you in my body because I think that's, it feeds a lot of the imposter syndrome that comes up for folks. And I think those are the industries where I see imposter syndrome most, thinking about it in hindsight, of the attorneys and investment bakers I've coached. I'm not saying like you can't just be more of it at all, but perhaps we think about like what are the ingredients that you can focus on instead so that you might actually feel more authentically confident, right? Versus like, yeah, okay, if you feel like you're in, you're an attorney and you do kind of need to be in fake it till you make its own, okay, fine, fake it till you make it. And also do these two other things that we're going to be talking about today. Okay, can I tell a quick story about a lawyer? Yeah. So I talked to, we have a lawyer at my company, um, and I was asking her about when she used to, like, go into court. She doesn't, like, yeah. go into court now. She, like, is a corporate attorney. And she was telling me a story about how when she started out, she, like, got in front of this judge who was, like, notoriously just, like, a really mean judge and, like, an angry judge. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I've never been talked to like this again or before this, but he just like 
he just like ripped her a new one because he heard something and she he thinks he thought that she had said something and it was like not accurate Mm -hmm. Uh, so he just like went off and she just like she kind of just like let him yell at her and then she kind of reiterated what she had said and clarified it and then he had to eat crow because he was wrong and realized that he was wrong and just like went off on this thing and so i would almost say like in that space because i'm the one that brought up this example of lawyers and investment bankers i think being correct is what gets you to your confidence rather than faking it till you make it so i'm roundabout agreeing with shannon that i don't think you should ever fake it till you make it regardless of the space i think you should do a good job and doing a good job gives you the confidence to continue to do a better job. Yes. And that can be problematic because I think a lot of lawyers struggle with perfectionist tendencies and maybe it's out of that pressure to be like, well, I better be damn sure I'm right. And if we go back to the nuance of this question of like when I'm transitioning to something new, I think it's a really unfair expectation to put on yourself to think that you're going to be confident in new things. Yep. Like, huh? Like that's, those two things do not go together (laughs) whatsoever. Okay. So what should you focus on instead? If I'm saying like, stop your relentless pursuit of confidence, what should you do instead? I think the ingredients to the confidence cake are are two things so far that I've identified in my lifetime. (laughs) First is experimentation. Are you willing to consistently be trying and iterating from there in these new things that you're doing? The second ingredient is self-compassion. Are you willing to be kind to yourself as you're trying these experiments and things don't go as you plan them to go, (laughs) right? You are going to fail or things are going to feel awkward or they're going to be weird or squishy or uncomfortable. So we need self-compassion to help you want to keep trying again. And I think if you do those two things over and over again, if you just ask yourself, how am I experimenting today? And this thing that I want to be more confident in. And how did I practice self-compassion today in these things that I'm trying it will ultimately lead to more confidence. Frankly, I think about me and my coaching career. Man, I had no confidence when I first started out as a coach because I didn't know what the f- heck I was doing. <laughs> Notice how I catch myself, so Robbie didn't have to mark, mark this episode explicit. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But I allowed myself to keep trying, and I was compassionate with myself in the process of the trying. Some days I still don't know if I know doing but i commit to keep trying and being compassionate in that i don't know what do you make i i agree with those two points wholeheartedly and i think experimentation is so important because we're always trying to do better and so you always an experiment it's almost like a b testing like okay i've done this thing i know it works out pretty well so i can do it that way or i can try it with a slight change and see if that's better And if that's better, great. Let's learn. Log that in. That's a new part of how I do this thing. If it's worse, great. I learned from it. Let's not do that. We'll try another thing next time. And I think it's how do we constantly experiment, iterate, learn, and grow as a human being? And I think that's what gives us more confidence over time is that willingness to experiment and then have compassion when you don't get it right. Right? The worst part 
the worst thing that you could be is an experimenter who has no self-compassion. Oh my God. Yeah. Because you'll have no confidence, right? Like you will just beat yourself up all the time because uh, it didn't work out. Yep. Because I'm an idiot. Didn't work out. And again. I don't think you'll be an experimenter for very long. No. Like, I don't think you're going to be an experimenter for very long. And newness, transitioning to something new, there's there's a longer learning curve there, right? So if you want to be able to keep experimenting, you need to be self-compassionate <laughs> with yourself a long way. Would you say, if you think about things that you are authentically confident in now, Were there any other ingredients that that you would put in this cake of confidence that got you there? I think the only other one would be feedback, but I think you're getting that if you're experimenting. Yeah, right? it's and maybe implied, but I like that you're making that explicit. I think feedback, right? Like feedback is going to help you know if what you're doing is working or if it's not working or yeah. why. And I think using that and self-compassion is all growth, right? Like that's the soil water and sun to getting yourself to bloom. Yeah. I love it. Sometimes too, in any of these questions, confidence or, or otherwise, I go back to kids, you know, and maybe that's just where I am right now on my parenting journey. But I think about like, okay, if I was trying to help my kid be confident, what would I encourage her to do? Like, what would I, how would I encourage her to approach getting more confident in her gymnastic skills or her dancing or whatever it is? Try some shit. <laughs> be kind to yourself as you're trying some shit. Get some input from other people on what you think you can be doing better. And also from yourself. Be in reflection with yourself. What do you like about what you did? I'm asking Talia that all the time. What did you like about that dance routine you just did? What would you like to try again next time? <laughs> Well, even at its most basic level, it's like, okay, my kid's afraid to go on the big slide. So let's go on the small slide. Okay, you want to hold my hand? Fine. We'll hold hands while we do the small slide. You good to do the small slide by yourself? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's go on the medium slide. All right, you need me to hold your hand? Great. Let's do it. And then you slowly get up to where they're like, yeah, I'm great. I can do the big slide by myself. Like, get out of here. I don't need your help yeah. anymore. And So, so it's just baby like, steps maybe yeah. being another ingredient. But that, I think, is experimentation, right? Like, you experiment small and you keep experimenting and you just keep layering on your experimenting. So it's just another way of viewing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, listener, we hope this helped you think about how you might build confidence when transitioning to something new. I think the moral of the story is release your your grip on focus on confidence. Shift it to being focused on experimentation and self-compassion. And the subsets within experimentation would be getting feedback and taking some baby steps. Like, don't demand that you're going to go do the huge experiment to like, start with the smaller one. Yeah. All right. We'd love for you to connect with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs or LinkedIn. What's our question, what are your, Yeah. What are your tips for how you have built confidence in the past in a new role? Is there anything that you would add to this recipe that we're making that. for how you can grow your confidence without focusing on confidence in and of itself with that i've been shannon i've been rami and this has been workplace hugs